Analyzing passive investments can be overwhelming if you don't understand the deal structures of what you're reading. In the passive investing world, there are a few advanced structures that every passive investor should know, and I'm going to walk you through those today with some examples so you can understand these structures and decide if they're for you. This is the Passive Real Estate Strategies Podcast, where we educate career-driven individuals who have tapped out their earning potential, learn about passive real estate investing so you can continue building your wealth without compromising your time or taking on more responsibilities. I'm your host and managing partner at Realm Investors, a multifamily syndication group who has helped multiply millions of dollars for our passive investors. Thanks for tuning in and let's get on with the show. The first deal structure and term I'm going to introduce you to is preferred equity or a preferred return. Now, these two terms are slightly different, but mean almost the same thing. This is cash that gets paid first before any other distributions are made. Now, here's where they differ. Preferred equity is a pool of investors who sit just below the bank on the capital stack, meaning in any scenario, the bank gets paid first then the pool of PREF equity investors get paid second. Then the remaining investors and the general partners get paid last. So it's another layer in the capital stack made up of a group of investors. Now, typically, this pool of investors has less of an equity interest in the property and more of a debt interest. Their returns are typically projected to be lower because their heightened location in the capital stack makes this position less risky. But the trade-off to that is if a property performs as projected or exceeds projections, investors not in the preferred equity pool will actually make a greater return. A preferred return is not a separate pool of investors in the capital stack, but a rate of return that's given to investors first before paying out the agreed upon split to the same pool of investors and the general partnership. So here's an example of how this could work. Let's say there's a syndication raising a million dollars. Now they might offer two ways to invest. Investment option A has a minimum investment of $100,000 and gives you an 8% preferred return and a spot as preferred equity with 10% equity in the deal. Now investment option B has a minimum investment of $50,000 and gives you a 5% preferred return with 20% equity in the deal. Now, in this scenario, investing in option A gives you more security because you have, a first of all, a higher preferred return at 8%, and that gets paid out first. But the preferred equity investors sacrifice 10% equity. Now, since they have a higher preferred return, they're making more of a guarantee on that 8%. Now, nothing's guaranteed, but it's more of a guarantee because they're higher on the capital stack, and they get paid before the investors in option B. Now, the flip side is investors in option B do take on more risk because they're lower on the capital stack. And because of that, they get more equity in exchange. And again, if the deal goes as planned or exceeds projections, investors taking option B will actually have more of a payout. The second term is a waterfall distribution method. Now, a waterfall distribution method explains where cash flows to first. Think of a waterfall at the top of a mountain and it's pouring into pools below it and it has to fill up one pool entirely before it can fill up the next. Now, there are typically four pools that the waterfall looks to fill. The first is return of capital. In a deal, hopefully all the capital is returned and that cash needs to be returned first 100% before paying out any distributions. 
So if you and four other investors put $20,000 each into a deal, then all five of those investors need to get their $20,000 back before moving on to the next pool, you and the other four. Now, the next pool is typically a preferred equity or return like we just, just talked about previously. Now, once that preferred return is paid out, the waterfall can start filling the next pool, which can be called a catch-up. Now, a catch-up is a pool of money that needs to be paid out to the partnership if there are guaranteed returns to the partnership. So this could mean if the partnership has not taken any equity or any payout from the property, but they're guaranteed totally arbitrary number, $100,000 in returns, this catch-up is recognized at the end of the deal when now they have to catch up on all of those fees. So that's the next pool that gets given to the partnership, the general partners. After the catch-up is fulfilled, your carried interest split is delivered according to equity splits. So here's another example of how that can look. Let's say there's a syndication that raises a million dollars from passive investors and uses this waterfall distribution method. Now, once the property is sold, let's say the deal profits $2 million after fees and closing costs. The first million dollars of that $2 million profit goes to paying back the investors. Now, that's the first waterfall, return of capital. Now you have a million dollars to fill up the next pools. So let's say there was a five-year hold and for simplicity, there was a 5% return equity. And for simplicity, there was a 5% preferred equity on the deal and you never got paid out of distribution. It'd be unlikely, but it makes the example a lot easier. In that scenario, that 5% preferred return would have to be paid out over the entire five years. So 5% of the million dollars is $50,000. Over five years, it makes $250,000. That goes to paying back the preferred return since there was no payout during the life of the property. Now we have $750,000 in profits left to start filling pool number three, which is the catch-up. So let's say the general partnership had a guarantee of $50,000 in returns per year over a five-year period. They never took a return. That means $250,000 would go to filling this pool into the partner's return. So that gets paid out next, leaving $500,000 left to distribute. The remaining $500,000 is paid out among the general partnerships and the limited partnerships according to their split. So let's say it was a 70-30 split. 70% would go to the investors, which is $350,000, and the partnership would be paid out 30%, $150,000. Now, waterfalls can get somewhat complicated, but there's more complicated structure, and this would be the last one, which is called a hurdle. Now, hurdles are used by general partners to greater incentivize performing and outperforming initial pro formas and projections. The hurdle method shifts more of the returns to the general partnerships as the property outperforms certain metrics or what we call hurdles. After each hurdle is cleared, more return goes to the partners and less to the investors, but a good hurdle structure should mean the investors are also making more money. So here's what an example could look like. Let's say a deal starts out with a 70-30 split, 70% to the investors and 30% to the partners. But the hurdles are once the investors hit a 10% annual return, that split shifts from 70-30 to 60-40, giving the partners 10% more equity in the deal. Now, the next hurdle could be a 15% annual return, meaning once the investors surpass a 15% annual return, that could shift the equity to be 50-50. 
Now, by introducing hurdles to a deal structure, GPs get paid out a greater share of profits the more successful a property is. Many people feel like this makes the GPs more aligned with the success of the property as they clear different hurdles and as they're creating more returns for their investors. So if these deal structures seem complicated to you, that's not a problem. While it's important that you know them and you understand them, it doesn't mean you have to invest into them. I've seen many deals offer pref equity and returns, waterfalls and hurdles, either individually or even layering them on the same deal. And those structures can get fairly complex and should be reserved for very sophisticated investors. But I've also seen many deals that run very simple splits, 70-30 or 80-20 period. No hurdles or complex structures. If the property outperforms, then splits still stay the same and investors just get a greater share of the profits. So there's no structure that is right or wrong. There are different structures that give investors more or less security or more or less options for higher payouts. Things like taking preferred equity spots or taking more equity in the deal. Sophisticated investors might even enjoy investing in complex deal structures, but there are many investors out there who enjoy just the very simple splits, which work well too. Well, that's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you're looking to learn more about passive real estate investments, make sure you head to our show notes and download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Passive Real Estate Strategies, where we reveal the ins and outs of the truly passive ways to invest in real estate. We'll see you on the next episode.